Open fire. Now that I have your attention. Welcome to the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. This is Josiah, and uh, we're doing a pretty cool thing today. Uh, we're going to get into a review and kind of breakdown of episode one, chapter one of the book of Boba Fett. I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now, um, but I have a, a super fun and special guest with me tonight. Uh, this is my buddy, and so I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you guys a little bit about who he is. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Going pretty um, good. Yeah. So, um, like you said, uh, I'll introduce myself. For those of you who don't know, my name is Finn from the Instagram page Findor Moon or at Findor Moon, um, where I do a lot of toy photography, which is how I met Josiah. That's right. Many years ago, I was a toy photographer. <laughs> I, I got to get back there eventually many moons <laughs> but uh yeah so finn does a lot of really cool toy photography and uh is a fellow uh, star wars enthusiast and toy collector and all that kind of stuff a reader uh so we talk about yeah. books and comics and stuff as well a lot of times on on the gram uh but um as you guys probably know if you're a fan of the show or if you've uh if you are a friend of samuel's um he recently got engaged, and so he is uh, spending some quality time with his fiance right now. And then Adam uh, just went on a big trip, and so he had some some work to catch up on and things like that. You know how it goes. So uh, I asked Finn if he would jump on here and uh, be a part of the show and just kind of break down this first chapter of the book of Boba Fett. I could have done it, you know, just by myself, but it's so much better with some banter. Um, so if I need to do one by myself, I can, uh, but I know we had been talking about getting you on the show for a little bit. So, yeah. um, basically, uh, I already sent this to you, buddy, but, um, for those of you who are listening, uh, if you guys remember how we used to do the Mandalorian reviews, um, on the podcast, me and Samuel, uh, same kind of format, we're going to go overall thoughts. And during that segment, uh, we're going to try to keep spoilers free just in case someone has been without Wi-Fi for like six years and hasn't seen the book of Boba Fett chapter one yet. Um, but then we'll do a very, we'll be very clear. We'll be very concise. Hey, at this moment, we're moving into Spoilerville. And uh, that's when we'll get into some of our other segments like our standout moment, uh, new characters, rating the the episode and then what we assume is next that's where we get into our wild speculation and the spirit of prophecy uh touches us sometimes <laughs> uh so yeah, there we go. i'll uh i'll ask you first uh finn so what were your overall thoughts on just the overall episode what did you think about it oh gosh well okay so i really really liked the episode uh i thoroughly enjoyed it i mean there was not a moment in the show where i was not just glued to the screen super interested totally. um it was not quite what i was expecting mm -hmm. i mean i was expecting a lot of the flashbacks and a lot of the you know backstory and everything um a little disclaimer you know that R robert rodriguez had said that all of the 
uh, footage that we had seen in the trailer was from the first half of the first episode. That turned out not to be true. There yeah. were moments in the trailers where I was like, that didn't happen in this episode. Yeah, like I was thinking where I had those thoughts. Yeah, I was thinking that same thing because um, the episode's just under 40 minutes. And so, yeah. you know, not that I have a perfect internal clock, but I was thinking, man, we got to be getting close to 40 minutes. And I haven't seen and I started naming things in my mind. Um, and so I think my first thought was like, that's it. And, and not because I didn't like it, but because I was promised all this stuff. So um, mm. I really thought I was going to get everything that was in the trailer. And then that way, I don't know. So in my mind, I was like, man, we, it feels like it's been 40 minutes, but I guess it's been 20 minutes. Um, but I think that <laughs> after one, it was it was two in the morning here in Texas. Um, so that means it's what is that one? Is that three o'clock for you? Oh, yeah. Did you stay up or did you watch it early the next morning? Oh, I stayed up. <laughs> nice. I did too. <laughs> I, I, I uh, did a little bit of a cat nap just like, you know, from like 12 to one 30 or something like that. But, right. um, but I had a little, I had my, the chess podcast, uh, hoot suite set up. So like every hour on the hour, it was putting stuff out one hour to Boba Fett two hours to Boba Fett. Um, but I think me being tired, and it's kind of like Christmas, like Christmas when you're, you know, do you mind asking if I ask you how old you are? I know a ballpark estimate. Oh, but... no, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I turned uh, 26 this past fall. Okay, cool. So fall. we're we're kind of in the same boat. So you're 26, I'm 28. And Christmas yeah. can be amazing, but it's, it's never going <laughs> to feel like it did when you were, you know, eight years old or, you know, six years old. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. so I think the the stories that I've just been envisioning in my mind. I've got to wrap my head around. That's not what the show's going to be like. And it was two in the morning. So at first I was a little <laughs> bit disappointed. Um, but upon the second viewing or the third viewing, um, I've, I've enjoyed it more and more because I know it's building up to be, you know, once, once those seven episodes come out, it's going to be what we expected it to be as far as the greatness of the show. Um, so what would you, I guess we'll do ratings later. Um, did you, how many times have you watched it so far? Did you watch it back to back times and then go to bed or what did you do? Yeah, I watched it twice in a row and then I went to bed. Okay. I watched uh, it. And then I watched it again, uh, whenever I woke up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times have you watched the total? Uh, three. Okay. I haven't, so same... uh, ventured into the fourth. Yes. Same here. Same here. Okay. So is your wife a star Wars fan? Um, my wife is very supportive of me being a star wars fan. okay very similar um, to my and situation there's elements of it that she likes like uh if kylo ren is on the screen she's <laughs> very interested. okay <laughs> so she's probably a fan of the last um, jedi then yeah and then she uh so she likes the new trilogy and okay and then she's interested in starting the mandalorian like we've watched the first episode and she likes it so so we're kind of getting into that. She's watched the entire original trilogy with me. Okay. And she was like, they were good. It was just boring. Oh, dang. Which I guess if you didn't watch them whenever you're a kid, yeah, it can come off that way. Yeah, you know? totally. So how, do you mind if I ask how long you guys have been married? Oh, I don't mind at all. We've been married for three years. Okay, cool. So let me tell you, it does get better because <laughs> my wife and I have been married uh, coming up on six years. 
And at first it was very similar. It was like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. And then now, oh, what was it? There was something that she said the other day that I was like, oh, wow. Uh, I was showing her the, the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett and um, the Trandoshan, uh, I guess. All right, listen, from now on, it's going to be spoilers. It's been three days. <laughs> okay, so full disclosure, <laughs> if you have not watched the Book of Boba Fett, do not watch the rest of this episode. Ready? Three, two, one. All right. So when they're when they're paying tribute, right? And the Trandoshan yeah. walks in. Uh, my wife goes, oh, wow, that Trandoshan's carrying a Wookiee pelt. And I was like, <laughs> you are extremely attractive right now. Uh, oh and so, but she's, it's cool because it's not, it's not her favorite thing, but she is so supportive of me loving it and photography and the podcast and all that stuff um, that she like, she's a way better listener than I am when it's something like she could tell me something that she's interested in. And I, I love mm -hmm. her. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But it's hard when I'm not interested in that thing. If we're both interested in something, we're both talking about the X-Files, then like, I'm all ears. Tell me about it, you know? Uh, but she does we're a really right. great job of like listening, even if she doesn't really care. And uh, Star Wars has been one of those things. So she was like, oh, wow. And I was, she was like, she didn't understand necessarily the significance of the Wookiee pelt, but I, she was like, oh, wow, that's crazy that he's giving a Wookiee pelt to Boba Fett. And I was like, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, man. So yeah. it, you'll, you'll get man, there. You'll get me there. And, me and AOS Customs uh, on Instagram, we were having a discussion about that because we've been talking about Wookiees, my whole, uh, my whole Wookiee craze that I've been on lately. Yeah, you're on, um, a, you're on like they're a one Wookie. of my favorite species. Yeah, you're on a Wookiee. Uh, you ever you ever been on like a DoorDash binge where you're like, I guess Jack in a Box again tonight, huh? That's kind of <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the place you're at with Wookiees oh, right man. now. It's like, all right, I got five man. extra bucks. I'm gonna hit up Mercari for another Wookiee. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but he he was talking about how he like he hates Trandoshans because oh, really? he loves Wookiees. I guess that makes yeah. sense. And so whenever. Uh, I, I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, man, have you seen the new episode?" He went, "Freaking Trandoshans, <laughs> dude!" I he's like, "Man, I hate those guys." I I think <laughs> if I were to live in Star Wars, I would really despise the Trandoshans. But objectively, knowing they're not actually out there hunting each other, um, right. it's more one sided. But I those are two of my favorite species. But if you pit them against one another, I'm rooting for the Wookiee. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. But yeah. like, I would love to see. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, let's say something crazy happened, and there was a moment where it was like the Imperial Remnant versus Trandoshans. I would love to see them just go bonkers on the some stormtroopers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> so, what were your thoughts, real quick, before we get into a standout moment? What was your thoughts over um, a moment that, to me, shouldn't have been as controversial as it was? Was um, when okay so first of all how incredible was it when you see boba fett in the sarlacc oh, that was man it, in my mind he's been there for like days but he got out there in like 25 minutes right like yeah, he was just I mean, out like, of there lickety split <laughs> oh yeah for some people he's been in there for like 40 years i know i know i <laughs> <laughs> dude it was crazy because like uh 
so obviously, you know, I'm like, I'm a pastor and I have this, uh, this, uh, yeah. small Bible school that I'm, uh, the head of as well. And, uh, so some of my guys are like, yeah, I'm not really a star Wars guy. And I was like, that's okay. We've got time. And, uh, so my pastor, <laughs> my pastor asked me to be in charge of the Christmas production this year. And I was like, okay. So we did a star Wars Christmas production. And, uh, <laughs> So, uh, anyways, oh, I get, I was like, guys, if you're going to know your character, you got to watch the movies. And so they begrudgingly were like, okay, whatever. And then after episode one, they're like, okay, so episode <laughs> two is tonight. And they watched one a night cause they got hooked instantly. Um, so oh, one of my, gosh. one of my guys, his name is Josh and uh, he knows I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. And, uh, and he <laughs> goes, yo, Boba Fett dies from return of the Jedi. What the heck is going on? Like he was like legitimately mad. I was like, I know, man, it sucks. And, uh, and so they were, were getting ready to dismiss for Christmas break and they were watching the Mandalorian because they knew the book of Boba Fett was coming out and everyone was just assuming it was, you know, during the empire days. Like a so, Exactly. Exactly. So they're like, well, that's pretty cool. And I was like, you need to watch the Mandalorian just to be caught up on their culture and stuff like that. Like just kind of leaving breadcrumbs. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. what episode are you on? <laughs> and they were like, uh, episode, we just finished episode, uh, five, which is the, uh, no, the Ahsoka episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just finished the Ahsoka, Ahsoka episode, and uh, I was like, "Well, hey, let's do this. Let's do pizza, and you guys can come over to my house and watch six, seven, and eight tonight." Because uh, there was we we all like watching UFC together and stuff, and I was like, "Come over to my house. We'll watch six, right. seven, and eight, and then we'll catch the fights because they're always super late at night." And uh, mm -hmm. they came over, and uh, when Boba Fett shows up with the cow, and he's like, "What the heck's going on? Who is that?" And I'm just listening. I'm like. You know, I'm just smirking the whole time. And then when he gets the razor crest to the razor crest and gets his armor out, he was like, no way it's Boba Fett. And dude, it was just so cool to watch them cheer. Um, so anyways, that was super sick. So yeah, he got out there super fast. And uh, I guess the point I was trying to get to before I got on that rabbit trail was what were your thoughts on the stormtrooper in the Sarlacc? Because it's a surprisingly controversial moment. Oh man. I mean, my first thought um, was, hey, that's convenient. Um, <laughs> but, but um, and I mean, of course, I was like, you know, there weren't any stormtroopers on sail barge. Right. And then I was like, well, I guess there's some reason why he's there. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking. Trooper patrol something. I don't know. Yeah. It was, uh, my first thought was, what the heck? Like I would have thought he'd be next to like a Klatuinian or like a Jawa or something like that. And I was yeah. like, what the frick is that stormtrooper doing in there? And then my thought transitioned to, well, the empire has been around for about 23 years at this point, 24 years, something like that. And I was like, these things digest for a freaking forever and he's yeah. wearing armor. So maybe this guy's been in here since before the sail barge was even around. That's the way I've justified it in my mind. But some people were really right. upset that there was a stormtrooper in there because there shouldn't have been, I guess. But <laughs> you know what have been really crazy? It would have been sad, but it would have been kind of cool. Was what? what if it was Rum Sleg in there? And oh. like that would have sucked for, oh, for our friends. But it would have been cool if it was like, <laughs> what are the chances we're going to see him on screen again? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's as if Skeleton Astronaut just cried out. <laughs> he just got in terror. Like, no, not <laughs> was suddenly silenced. I know. 
I was, it was funny because I posted that, that uh, spoof picture. There's that picture where uh, Finnick and Boba are in front of the throne and there's all this negative space that people are speculating who's going to be there. And I photoshopped mm-hmm. Rumsleg and, and Thrawn and I was like, wow, what are the, what are the odds? What are the uh, odds? <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed it. I think at first I was underwhelmed because I was expecting a movie's worth of action and progression. And then I had to remind myself, oh, we're getting seven of these. You know what I mean? Like we're going to yeah, get yeah. well over a full length movie's worth of stuff. We're getting it in seven mm-hmm. pieces, like a pizza. Um, oh, yeah. So I guess the next question would be, uh, what was your, was there a moment, a standout moment or two or three that really you were like, oh man, that's what I've been waiting on. All right. Number one standout moment for me. Astromech drummer in the Cantina band. Dude, how sick uh, was that? For, for those who don't know, I am a drummer. Uh, it is a big passion of mine. I play music. Yeah. And uh, I always wondered when in the original Cantina band, who the heck's playing drums? Dude, is it? Drums. It looks like it's no the, one's over here playing drums. Yeah. I, I always wondered if it was that Bith that just has like a toaster on its side. Yeah. Like, like, is a that box. a drum? Yeah. It's like, is that just like the drum machine? But it's a legitimate, just press, yeah, it's a yeah. legitimate drum set, dude. And he's on time. He's on yeah. beat. He's like, this dude has a hi hat for the. Some of you may not know what it is, but but this dude has a hi hat on his head, and he's just sitting here. It was so sick. So I was like, yes, bro. I was rocking out. I asked for. I was rocking out to the sexy Puss in Boots version of the Cantina song. <laughs> oh my gosh i've heard people referring to it as the the latina cantina thing dude that's amazing uh, i just expected um, but santana that, that to be robert underneath rodriguez that is the guy who's actually playing like robert rodriguez oh because he one plays of the guitar performing that that's yeah sick so that's a recording of I him was like oh my gosh robert okay. rodriguez uh, what feature, a... featured as figrin dan <laughs> what a, what a freaking g i didn't know that that's so sick Dude, it was so yeah. cool because we're so used to the the horn heavy, like bop that, bop that. And it was like boom. That was so dope, yeah, dude. Yeah. I just I couldn't get over it. I was like, hang on. And it was so cool because now it's not just a theater experience where you're like, what was that? And you had to go back. You can literally go boop, 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 and play it again. And it sure is. That was so sick, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then talk about like the biggest collaboration in Star Wars. I mean. You have the two right? greatest musicians possibly in the galaxy, Max Rebo and Figrin Dan. They Dude. said, hey, you want you want to team up? Team Let's up do on something this cool. One? Yeah, got, that was I like I got an astromech drummer. We can make this a trio. <laughs> Bro, it was like it was like uh, a Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson yeah. duo, dude. I was like, okay, I see you guys. Dude, oh, it was yeah, funny. No. You can tell Max Rebo is like, I'm not. I'm not doing this for anybody else ever again. I'm not, I'm not on contract at anyone's throne. I'm going from mm-hmm. place to place like a good old fashioned musician. That's said, so funny. I, I, I live for the gig, man. I, I'm just going to gig around. Right? I, I'm not about to get blown up. He was <laughs> like, like everyone else. I, I'd rather not know where my next meal's coming from, but have a guarantee of having a next meal versus being in Java's uh, palace. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Cause Java's the kind of guy to be like, Hey, throw that elephant down there. I want to see what blue looks like when it bleeds. <laughs> like job yeah. is just such a sick oh, twisted yeah. dude. Um, okay. So, uh, 
a, a standout, obviously the whole show's a standout moment for me being a lifelong Boba Fett fan, but um, a standout moment for me from the, from the jump that I was like, oh my God, was the first flashback where we're on Camino for two seconds. I don't Bro. know why. And, and maybe that's because, maybe it's because I, I have the memory of having a memory of going to see the special editions in theaters. And I know I saw episode one, but the first movie that I was like, this is star Wars. And this is something I want to go see. And this is like, it, it was attack of the clones. You know, that yeah. was, that's our generation is like the prequels, of course. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. as kids, all the all the old heads were like, oh, these movies suck. And I was like, uh, you suck. Django Fett is in here, like Dexter Jetster. What else do you want? Yeah, so, you're, you're like, let's compare my Obi-Wan Kenobi duel to your Obi-Wan Kenobi duel. Yeah, let's, like one of us see. is doing like a, a slow mo, like a uh <laughs> yeah, one of our Obi-Wan Kenobis is doing oh, a long, oh. a long exposure thing <laughs> with like a wand at Disneyland. <laughs> I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm old as crap and you're watching the Disney channel. Uh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> but our freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi really? is like sparing lives when he should be taking them. They're on Mustafar. Yeah. But, my Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi cut a backflip and then cut some dude in half. Yeah. And then our Darth Maul, not that you have one, but I don't know if you've heard, they were like, oh, Ray Park, wow, that was such a great face and you got cut in half. What were you thinking about? And he was like, I made a face that I make when I'm trying to poop. So the, the Darth Maul face that goes is Ray Park's poop face, I guess. He must have some large bowel movements, bro. If it's like a look of death every time he goes number two. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I'd have to say another standout. Well, actually, no, while we're still on the prequels. Um, I, I just, I also, about the prequels, I loved, 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 loved. I just appreciated the fact that even though it was just a quick snippet of Camino and a quick snippet of Geonosis, if you put yeah. the Geonosis scene side to side, it's not just a cut, like cut and paste. They refilmed that. Yeah, they absolutely. It. It's a new angle. And I was just like, yes. Yeah. So officially, to me, that's Disney such Star a... Wars has a live action scene in Geonosis and in yeah. Camino. Yeah. To me, it's so oh cool because it's a, it's, you could totally just cut and paste, you know, every episode of the 30 days of Boba Fett, I put in the, Hey, this is me, Boba Fett at the beginning. You know what I mean? You, they could have done that, but they didn't, they went yeah. back and they're like, Hey, let's spend a couple, you know, I don't know how much film costs, but let's spend, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is. Disney has it, but let's spend, you know, let's spend someone's yearly paycheck on refilming this Geonosis scene, just because that'll be nice for the fans. Like to me that 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 said a lot. I was like, okay, a new Camino, a new, you know what I mean? It could have been a flashback, but they didn't. It could have been film that they hadn't used before, but it wasn't. It was something mm -hmm. brand new. And to me, that said a lot about the quality of the show that we're gonna get. Yeah, absolutely. And um friends, he did it. Daniel Logan is credited in this episode of is the he? Boba Fett. Oh my yeah, goodness. Because because his reflection, like a reflection of his face, was in the visor, visor. of Fett's helmet. Oh they my got a gosh. body double to actually be the little kid. Yeah. But they superimposed Dan young Daniel Logan's face as the reflection in the visor. So he is credited. 
as playing Boba Fett in this episode of Book of Boba Fett. Oh my gosh. So just add that to his little thing at Comic-Cons is he's going to put Book of Boba Fett. It's just oh a gosh. still of that reflection in the visor. That's impressive. I had no idea. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, he was. He was credited. Did you, uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on, I think we talked about this just a little bit the night that it came out, um, but in my head, I even did a freaking episode about the wrist rockets or the gauntlets of Boba Fett. And forever, the the flamethrower has been on the left gauntlet. Like, that's why that whole right, thing's right. coming off the wrist. And he uses his right flamethrower that I didn't know existed to get out of the, the pit of Carcoon. Is is this, uh, I mean, I know that John's there. I know that Robert Rodriguez knows what he's talking about. I know that there's tons of fact checkers on set to make sure things like yeah. that don't happen. Do you think that's on? Okay, so here's what here's what Skeleton Astronaut said that I thought was like, bing, that's so brilliant. He said, what if that's a nod to the reversed uh, set of gauntlet and antenna from that one scene in Return of the Jedi? From what if it's Return just a little, yeah. a little wink? Oh, that would be a real, real deep cut. Wouldn't that's that be also crazy? a really good way. Of, that's also a really, really good way to bail yourself out whenever they actually just messed up and put it on the wrong wrist. Right, um, right. Because I mean, okay, let's all look here. So, okay, we have both of them. Yeah, that is a is the flamethrower. There you go. Looks like a flamethrower. This, well, we don't really. It's not. It's not a flamethrower. Not a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't two. know. That's a good question. No, no, no. The right wrist is the the where he can like it's shoot the, the grappling hook out. and stuff, right? The, the grappling hook and stuff, right? That's what that's what I've always thought. And maybe those hoses yeah. are just like pneumatic air to push the rope along, like a Nerf gun. See, okay, that's kind of what I thought, like pressurized. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But I thought I was like, maybe hang on a second. One of those things we weren't supposed to notice. Right. I don't know, but it was <laughs> of cool. Of course we do. Of course um, we do. Okay, let's see. Other standout <laughs> moments. Okay, to me, the Wookiee oh, belt was one. super sick. Um, oh, I was I was dude. sad, but I was like, okay, that's pretty balling. Because to me, it was like yeah. uh, it was like Abel bringing his best sheep before the Lord in offering. You know what I mean? Because for a Trandoshan, there's nothing more valuable than the hide of a Wookiee, which is their their mortal enemy. You know what I mean? So him coming yeah. and being like, here's the best thing that I have in my house. I thought that was pretty balling. Yeah. What do you got? And uh, well, also that Wookiee pelt didn't look particularly tall, so some poor Wookiee child. It looked like a kid, right? I, I, I wasn't like sure. I was okay, like, I'm glad you noticed that too. No, I was like lumpy. No, <laughs> no, not lumpy. <laughs> Take this holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just the ugly grandpa? Oh you, no! Yeah, like and is the grandpa with the bottom jaw that comes out to here? <laughs> He's sitting here just <laughs> the quagmire Wookiee. <laughs> oh my god! And then both is like, are you sure this was the nicest one you had at your house? <laughs> this is the bathroom rug. I'm not sure about yeah. you yet, Boba Fett. <laughs> this is this is one of those high mileage rugs. <laughs> not me, not meaning that it will last a long time. It's just, it's already had the wear and tear. <laughs> But, uh, that's awesome but yeah another standout moment for me uh was emo tuscan raiders man i freaked out yeah. oh my god totally tuscan raiders 
in there with with black uh, outfits, I'm I'm living for it. They were yeah. so like perfectly like gothic, creepy looking. Like they they looked more menacing. Yeah, I thought like, so too. More intimidating. They looked than the more average Tusken Raider. Their movement and like the uh, the the clear uh, leadership structure to me. Mm-hmm. Um, set it aside from the typical Tuscan. Cause I was realizing we've like, whenever you see, uh, whenever you see the Tuscans in a new hope or attack of the clones or even the phantom menace, it's like copy and paste, copy and paste. Like they're all the same and there's mm-hmm. never a standout leader. And, uh, it was interesting to me. One thing I liked was, uh, in my mind, the way I see the Tuscans, in Attack of the Clones, the the female Tuscans, you could tell they weren't really for war. Like they were, they were kind of like the yeah. homebodies. You know what I mean? Like they have more of a more of a dress style. You're gonna have one right there, don't you? I do. Yes. Exactly. See that's like they even carried she has a freaking backpack for a kid, and you can tell that this woman could kill you if she wanted to, but that's not the first oh, thing on yes. her list. But if I'm not mistaken, the the person that Boba Fett ends up fighting that first night that he's captured, to me, it, it was kind of implied the way that that I believe it's a she standing there. It seemed like maybe that was the chieftain's wife or something like that. But she was just yeah, as like violent. Yeah, matriarch of yeah. their group. I thought it was cool that she was just as capable because that would be their nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about Plug Eye before from the Kenobi book. And... Yeah. The arc is it's it's a woman. It's not a man that has the the ruby in her in her, one yeah, of her eye sockets or whatever. Every time a Tuscan turned their head, I was like, "Is that a jewel?" I was just like creeping, looking. <laughs> um, did you read? Did you read online that uh, the very first moment that we see the chieftain come out, there's a Tuscan that approaches him and turns, and it has dreads. And somebody was saying it was wow. uh, like a nod to Asherod Het slash Darth Crate. What? No, I missed that. I'll see if I can find it. I'll see if I can find a still or something, but that's what I heard online is that obviously someone can just, I love Darth Crate and Ashrod Het, so it could just be someone like us being like, oh, that's probably my guy. But uh, oh my yeah, gosh. who knows? I mean, that's a far dude, future, dude. something they could be working on. Who knows? Yeah, if I mean, if that's a thing, I mean, I don't know. This whole episode, uh, I mean, I was just sitting here the whole time going, all right, and I want Hasbro to make a figure of that, and I want Hasbro to make a figure <laughs> of that, and I want and I want that whole tribe. Uh, I mean, minimum the the Tuscan Raider uh, chieftain and oh, the matriarch yeah. lady, and Heck that yeah. little kid with his dog, that I little brat, <laughs> that little brat with a stick, dude, for real. <laughs> it rem- he reminded me of like I don't remember what movie this is, but there's a movie where there's. Uh, maybe the movie's called this. It was an old movie, but there was a movie about a kid that was a whipping boy. And yeah, uh, is that a movie? That was, a, what was a book? Okay. So th- there must've been like it. a TV movie from back in the day or something. Anyways, he reminded me of the kid that never got whipped and Boba Fett's just the one getting spanked for his wrongdoing. Yes. That's what it yes. looked like to me was like, he was like, yeah. Like, so I broke the toilet, kill Boba Fett. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It's like, Hey, sorry, I, uh, I I destroyed our entire reserve of water. Well, we are very upset with you, and we're gonna beat the snot out of this guy yeah. until you feel this sorry. Guy's, 
this guy's covered in know. freaking stomach oh, acid burns yeah this poor guy he looks like a bleached towel freaking out there in the desert he looks like a bleached towel how do you get whiter than the sands of Tatooine, oh. but somehow he's pastier than a, a freaking leftover toothpaste? Oh my gosh, dude, man. But, but for real though, we, I, I wrote this down. This is one of my first thoughts that I wrote up, down about this episode is we are in the Tusken Raider Renaissance right now. Bro, are we not? It, like we really are. Dude, I'm so high. I mean, and the thing that's cool to me is not to pat myself on the back, but when we did an episode about the Tuscans, however many months or year ago or whatever, I was like, let's do an episode about the Tuscans. And I, something I said during that episode was how cool is it that you have this native race or species or whatever you want to call it, these native people. And they're so like homebodies, like I'm never going to leave this tent. I just want this in my water. And they mm-hmm. end up ruling the galaxy when Darth Crate comes into play. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's yeah, that's a freaking full circle moment. And it was cool to really like I was telling you earlier, that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite episodes that we've done because I'm just so proud of like how encompassing the Tuscans were. And we were putting out things that people probably didn't know. And then the oh, Mandalorian yeah. season two comes about and the book of Boba Fett comes about, and they're already one of my favorite races, and now they're like on the front cover of time magazine species of the year is tuscan raider <laughs> that's right no yeah i and that's that's honestly probably my all-time favorite episode of your podcast so far it's just um uh, i remember messaging you um I, I, yeah i remember messaging you whenever you guys dropped that episode and i was like man of the of all the things that i that i wasn't expecting to cover <laughs> in an episode about Tusken Raiders, somehow I completely forgot about, you know, the galaxy ruling Sith Lord <laughs> that was a freaking Tusken Raider. Dude, he was, man. He was. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, I, if, if let's just say like, if me and you were running the show and we were going to bring Darth Krayt back around sometime, I can totally see, you know, it's one of those things that if this was 2003, we'd be like, this is too deep of a cut. But that's not a saying anymore. And I can no. totally see Plug Eye or even Asherod Het showing up in the Kenobi series or in flashbacks of the Kenobi series. Oh my God. I've said all the time that the shirt, my shirt will just come off. I will send you a picture of just me and my shirt off if, if Asherod Het or Plug Eye show up in the Kenobi series. Um, okay. So obviously, new characters that stood out. Um, to us were we love the tuscan stuff specifically the chieftain and and the matriarch and then um to me i felt like the gamorians finally got a fair shake um, right they were cool Justice in the mandalorians the uh dude was it just me or were you a little bit pissed when they were like you want us to hose down your gamorians i was like first of all go 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 somewhere like they're right. you're not, they're, these are people over here like hey if my Gamorrean wants to to smell like filth, let him be. Yeah, <laughs> I I felt like that was a very um a very uppity thing of like almost degrading them to like subsentient when clearly they can communicate and I don't know that mm-hmm. I was like okay first of all you need to back away from my pigs, um, yeah but dude they saved the freaking day it would have been a one episode show if the Gamorreans weren't there oh yeah. I mean, for once, we actually get to see the Gamorreans guard something. 
Right. Yeah, because we saw them we saw them dueling in the Mandalorian, but that was kind of sad and grotesque because obviously they're having to kill each other or whatever. Um, yeah, and but it was really the cool. last one left um, was not really capable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was really, really cool to see them. Um, they're like dad bod ripped. They're like a beer yeah. belly that's had like a spray painted six pack on. Uh, that's right. But dude, they were so strong. Those shields, they were just hacking through the shields, and these guys are just flying off. I thought that was dope. Oh yeah. Um, no, yeah. Something that you mentioned a second ago, like when, like what we're talking about with like the uppityness of the of the place. Uh, I, that was an undertone that I got through the whole thing. Is mm-hmm. that lots of people very very polite to Boba Fett and very like offering all these things. But when they're doing that, they're being so condescending. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like offering you, hey, would you like $100,000? Just to get uh, you jump-started? Like, yeah. Implying that you're stupid, like, the whole time that you do, like, just so condescending, yeah. like. To me, it was very, time. like, obviously, we didn't know what the Aqualish said. The Trandoshans just, like, kind of covering their own skin, but you you know you can't trust them. And, uh but especially the the mayor's major domo was like, bro, who the heck are you? Nobody cares. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, he was very like rude and very, uh, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes me, but it makes me realize we've gotten to know Boba Fett over the years. And we're like, oh, wow, this guy's super cool. And he's my favorite guy. But the truth is in the grand scheme of the galaxy, he could be kind of a nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, imagine this. What if Dog the Bounty Hunter was as vicious as Boba Fett? But nobody really like I love Dog, but does anybody really take him <laughs> seriously though? Like, what if Dog the Bounty Hunter walked up and was like, "Don't worry, sister, I'm guarding the place," and you'd be like, "Okay, Dog." You know what I mean? Like, that's how they're taking him. Right. I think like he's just kind of he's like the way that they talked about the Gamorreans to Boba Fett is how they're talking about Boba Fett amongst themselves. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of beneath yeah. them. It feels like, like he's a hireling and uh, he kind of mentions mm-hmm. that. He says, Oh, this is weird. I used to work for him. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, talking about the Trandoshan. So. Um, oh yeah. It's like, Oh, so he walked here. I didn't see your litter. Must not be that. Yeah, he didn't even leave a litter here, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. He chose to walk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to definitely it feels Here, almost credits in his helmet. He needs them. <laughs> this one's for parking next time on your litter. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> to me, it felt like he's going to, he actually backtracked in his effectiveness as the overseer of Jabba's works by the end of the episode because of everything that went yeah. down. Um, oh yeah. So I would say, okay. So four out of four out of five topics uh, real quick, rate it one to 10. I'm going to give it a solid seven. Okay. I was going to say seven and a half um, because yeah. I really liked it. There were things that I was waiting to see, but I think that it has mm-hmm. the potential to go up based on what comes down the line. Yeah. And I think it's not like the strongest season premiere. Yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I think if it had one little extra something happening at the end of the episode, like even if, uh, I'm trying to think of like, for instance, okay, 
this, I don't have proof of this or whatever. I have a hunch that Cad Bane will be in the show. Okay. I've not read any spoilers mm-hmm. or anything. I'm just thinking he, he matches the feel of the show. So right. what if, uh, you know, I can't remember how the episode ends. Okay. So the episode ends because the Tuscan chieftains giving him the water or whatever. Let's say that the show ended up going back to him in the palace one more time. Right. And yeah, it could be him and Finnick kind of breaking down the day and being like, okay, well tomorrow we'll do this better or whatever. And imagine the camera pans out going back out the hallway, the same way they kind of started the show and the gates open and there's Cad Bane walking into the palace. And that was the end of the show that instantly ratchets it up because it's setting you up for what's next. But I think the reason that this will get better as the show comes out is this is one story and it doesn't have, uh, the ultimate goal going into Mandalorian season two was we got to get Grogu to a Jedi. We knew that. And so anything that happened, we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got to get Grogu to a Jedi. And I think that yeah, the show is about Boba Fett for Boba Fett. And we want to see what happens to Boba Fett. The seven episodes of this season. I don't know if it's a limited series and this is it, or if there's going to be more, but it it's cool that I feel like this show will feel like the story's building from episode to episode. The Mandalorian's kind of like, here's me in China. Here's me in Japan. Here's me in North Korea. Here's me in South Korea. Here's me in the Philippines. Like, it's just like a list of places that he's going and doing things there. I feel like this show, even if we leave planet will be, um, the story will feel more, uh, like a line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Linear. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, yeah, so seven for you, seven and a half for me. All right, here's my favorite part of the show, speculation time. What do you think happens <laughs> next? What do you expect to see, not just next week, but in upcoming weeks and where, not just where you think it's going to go, but where would you like it to go if they put you in the director's chair? All right, so um, what I'm expecting, uh, my hunch right now is that we're, uh, of course, going to be spending some more time in flashbacks. Um, yeah. Do you think we the, get a, in the, we get in the a flashbacks. few flashbacks per episode? Uh, yeah, probably for the at least for the first few episodes. I, I was thinking um, at least three well, or four. Actually, yeah, we may we may be doing flashbacks the whole season, but the the subject of the flashback may change. Oh yeah, that's cool. Things. That's cool. Like. Um, but as far as his survival of the Sarlacc, I think we've got at least at least one more episode flashing back to that. Inside the Sarlacc? That, uh, well, of him with the Tusken Raiders okay. after okay, okay. all of that. So like, yeah, because he um, seems I to... That, imagine they gave him a, a gaffy stick now. I don't trust Boba Fett with a gaffy stick if I'm them. So we've got to mm-hmm. at least advance him to a place where he's got a clean robe. Like it's not, he didn't steal it from nobody. It's not raggedy. It's a new robe. He's got a gaffy stick and he's got a cycler. Like, yeah, he's got some work to do. I think still what I'm thinking based on some of the other footage that uh, is still out there from the trailers. Mm -hmm. um, We see, we see him cleaning house in the Tashi station, or at least what we believe is the Tashi station, but it's pretty compelling. uh, Yeah, definitely. Maybe. I don't think they'll um, name it, but I think it's one of those I things for guys. Happen. Yeah. What I think is going to happen is that um, he's going to spend more time, gain more trust with this Tuscan tribe, 
and he's actually going to grow fond of them. He's actually going to build some kind of relationship with them and learn from them and everything, maybe get better at hand-to-hand combat. You know, the matriarch may come in there and, you know, do that thing where it's like the the last samurai kind of a deal where it's like, yeah, right, I'm gonna, you may be a fighter, but I'm going to teach you how to fight like us. And yeah, then totally. after he's grown close to them, uh, those raiders, the the Nikto swoop bike raiders are going to yep. come like at some point while Boba Fett is away doing something for their tribe oh. and, and maybe wipe out the whole tribe of Tuscans. That's and a great idea. Because I've always wondered. Boba's going to go on like a, ran- a revenge rampage to yeah, Tuscan Station. I've down. wondered, I've often wondered why the Tuscans don't seem like the type of people to bring you into the fold and then be like, okay, go and fly away. You can do what you want. I can see it story-wise needing for the Tuscans to either send him away, like, okay, that's enough. Or he convinces them to, to that he needs to go or something ha- has to happen to the Tuscans. Do you think that um, when they're spray painting the side of that, that farm, do you, do you recognize that symbol at all? Obviously, it's supposed to no. mean whatever gang they're a part of. Yeah, not initially. I feel like maybe this is the introduction of a new group, a new like faction. Maybe, maybe the maybe the Red Key Raiders, like from the aftermath trilogy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those were the ones that were initially, you know, you know, enslaving Cobb Vanth as well. What if it's because um, it looks like it looks like this? Yeah. What if it's two J's? And it's the Jawa Juice Gang. <laughs> you want some Jawa Juice? Jawa Juice. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally agree. I think that uh, it makes sense that he's got to attack the people in that station before he has his full robe and everything because he's still in his flight suit when he when he starts throwing those people around. So... Yeah, maybe that's the case. Um, why do you think the boy took him over there to look at those guys? Do you think he was just on a walk and he happened to see them? That that was kind of a mystery to me. I was like, what is he what is he trying to show them? Right. Like, or is that like did they just stumble upon that? Or that was a little weird to me. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I understand that mm-hmm. we have to do this right now so that we can introduce boba to these swoop the swoop gang mm-hmm. so he understands the danger from them right but i didn't understand the why they did that <laughs> that um, was a little off yeah me. it was it was maybe he was just like you know how kids feel like they know where they are but they get lost it kind of seems like maybe that was yeah. the case um perhaps do you think uh okay so i assume we're going to meet the mayor next episode and uh, yeah. do you do you think the mayor is the top of his food chain, or do you think he answers to somebody off world, perhaps? Crazy, my okay, wild wild stretch here. Let's go. Um, which is actually something that a lot of people have been saying, but I think that there's a possibility that uh, he's somehow on the payroll of Crimson Dawn. Boom, that's what I thought too. Have you read the? Uh, have which you read this could the... be our way to get Kira back. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever read uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters series that Marvel put out? Uh, yeah, I kept up with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're 
look, those ninja looks, reminds mm-hmm. me so much of Death Stick. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Like a different color, a more crimson color, mm-hmm. you might say. But uh, I totally I, agree. I think that um, he's on the payroll of somebody. And uh, oh, yeah. I need to rewatch with subtitles, but when they name the mayor, it almost sounds like they say moth. I don't think they say moth because they wouldn't make an alien a moth. But at first yeah. I was like, what? But I don't think that's the case. Um, so do you think we get a major, a major like recognizable character in episode two? Hmm. I'd be surprised if we did this okay. early. Yeah, I think we need I to build say, our rapport between Boba and Finnick for a bit. Yeah, I would say, I mean, maybe episode three. Okay. Bring someone in. Unless it's just some kind of like crazy cameo uh, that's not necessarily super important to the plot. Well, or um, or something where it's a Mandalorian season two thing where Boba Fett is at the very end of episode one and then he shows up in episode six. You know what I mean? Right, right. You could have somebody show up and they're not important until, you know, four or five or six episodes in. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you something that I've been thinking about all day and tell me what you think. All okay. right. This is wild speculation right. time. So John Favreau has authored six of the seven episodes. Mm-hmm. He did not specifically, he, he co-authored episode six of this season with one Dave Filoni. And the last yes, time that did. Dave Filoni co-wrote with John Favreau was episode five of the Mandalorian season two, when we saw Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Dave co-wrote because Ahsoka will be in the show? Or do you think that it's a cameo or an entrance of another character that they needed Dave's, Dave's expertise on? And if so, who do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Well, my first leaning is that it would probably be Ahsoka. You know, they've got to find reasons to keep adding her into this because, I mean, uh, from from a lot of rumors that we've heard, she the the Mandoverse, it, mm-hmm. which is what they're referring to all the new live action series as, right? Um, that are based during this time. She's kind of supposed to be the one carrying the Mandoverse. Really um from what i've heard which i was like hmm that's interesting um yeah. but i mean she did pop up in the mandalorian she is getting her own show i wouldn't be i wouldn't be like terribly shocked if she did show up in the in the book of boba fett i would be really i would be wondering what was her reason yeah maybe her and sabine have a reason to stop uh, i think also if that's the, something about if Indra. we see her they've got to get off of Tatooine is my thought. Yeah. I would be. Yeah. I don't if, see her coming to Tatooine. Yeah. There's not really a reason, you know? Um, yeah. Unless she's going. Oh man. I mean, she's, she's warmer on the trail than just grasping at straws. And I can't see a reason to come to Tatooine unless she's going to Ben Kenobi's hut looking for right. horse artifacts. Just, oh man, that would be so interesting. You know like, what I mean? She finds out that. But then again, didn't Vader have it destroyed? Time? I don't know. There was something. Think... Well, Boba Fett tracked Luke there, and they had a big knockdown, dragout fight. But I don't think he destroyed it. No, 
R two D two did knock out Boba Fett though, God. which was a little embarrassing. But you know, uh, no, yeah, which is more embarrassing, R two D two knocking him out, or or a Jawa or a Tusken Raider kid? There's extenuating circumstances for the Jawa and the, and the Tusken Raider kid. But the most embarrassing is by far the blind screaming stumble into the Sarlacc. And I would love, <laughs> dude, if they just do a 30 second little thing of him just getting stoned out of his mind on the katana. So we have a reason for him to do that. I will accept this it. This is a spice dream. Yeah. And I know what a spice dream is. <laughs> Man, the the robot chicken. I don't know if you've ever seen. Yeah, the, I've seen the it. robot chicken versions. That that was uh he's trying to show how cool he is <laughs> excuse me Oscar, i i drunk better yeah I dude better when i drive <laughs> <laughs> um okay so any chance of thrawn in this series at all i i don't see a reason for thrawn to be in this this particular series me either i mean unless, I'm just unless begging to see him the empire's movements are going to be a problem for Boba Fett in his criminal empire. I don't see a reason for them to right. be involved. Unless Boba Fett becomes the new talent card and is leading a group of people against the Imperial remnant. And here's my well, other thing. My other thing is I just finished the Thrawn aftermath trilogy. And I just, I'm so torn because Thrawn off screen and Thrawn and Rebels is two different people, dude. Like his, yeah, it's not. He seems more compassionate. He's yeah, like everything is for the greater good. Everything is for um, what's going to save the Chiss. And to me, the Imperial Remnant is not going to save the Chiss. I don't see a world yeah. where he he's because in Legends he was like he's still called the Rebellion, the Rebellion, even after the New Republic was formed. Like he was clearly loyal to the empire and part of that was because of his uh really demoralizing exile from the chiss and i don't want to get into spoilers yeah. about the book or whatever but it's definitely it's he still has love for his people which you don't necessarily feel in the legends material and so right. to me like i can see luke skywalker and thrawn sitting down over like a brunch at at like a fancy diner and being like, yeah, we got to get our stuff together and save the galaxy because there's another threat out there. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to me. I want to, and if I was writing everything, I would love to see Thrawn come into the Skywalker Organa fold and be like, okay, well now you guys, are the next person to partner up with, because ultimately his goal is not to bring back the empire is the preservation of the Chist ascendancy. So, right. Anyways, okay, last thing, and then we'll log off of here before we go for too long, but what were your <laughs> thoughts on the sand creature at the very end of the episode? And this thing's completely new, right? We have not seen anything or heard anything or read anything about this before? Yeah, no, I um, I, I believe it's a brand new thing. Uh, I'm, I'm texting and calling all my nerdiest real... friends, and nobody knows. I got my real, uh, I got some real Dejaric game piece vibes from him which i haven't actually checked to see i'm looking it up right now keep going a dark game piece yeah i'm looking but it I was up like man he, he looks like he looks like he would be a piece from a dark board but if he's not and he is a brand new thing um i my first instinct was 
seems a little, a little off. The face looked a little like, off to me. It seems me. like a Star Trek monster. It seemed Not like a, a, a Clash of, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Monster. Dude, I'm tripping. Okay. Let's see. I guess I can look all these up. Dude, some of these kind of... Okay, let's see. This one doesn't look like him. There is one on here that has multiple legs, but it's it's uh it's got like a really big fat tail. It's called a calor slug. It doesn't really strike me as a slug. I don't know. It does look like a Dejarik character though. But I've been looking it up like what is this? What is, you know, what is the sand beast? What is all this? But uh it's I think it's new. The face itself, the body was cool, but the face itself looks so uh hand puppet Godzilla e yes. to me. Um but it could be because Lucasfilm has always had a fond relationship with uh, that director, Harryhausen or whatever, the old horror yeah, guy. Yeah. So maybe that was kind of a shout out to him. It'll be cool. Yeah. The Kray Dragon didn't look like I thought it was going to look in Mandalorian either. And I, I love it. So, yeah, I, at first, I, when this monster came up out of the ground, I thought oh. a small crate Dragon. I was like, is this where we in- encounter the crate dragon? Like, right. When he I was thought the same thing. It, I thought the I same like, thing. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was a, a pretty cool bit. Uh, yeah, overall, it, was, think, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that Boba... Was it just me or was Boba really nice to oh, everyone? Oh, dude. So nice surprisingly like, nice more nice than he probably should have been he's definitely nicer uh, than he should be if he's trying to live on tatooine i think you know the boba fett that we see trying to rule uh java's kingdom has been through some really crazy bull crap in the last five years that we don't know all the way about yet and it yeah. could be the fact it could be that we're as we're going along we're going to learn how he becomes more docile over time because in the war the war of the bounty hunter stuff he's still freaking flamethrower chewbacca just because like yeah it's it's not but then uh, he apologizes to a dog because yeah he had to knock it yeah. out no hard feelings mate no um feelings. and he pets it after he knocks it out he pets it yeah um, i don't know maybe he's just like man i just survived death i'm trying to be the right guy i don't know he yeah. seems he seems to me more docile than he was on tython so yes, I'm kind of struggling a little bit with he it. He comes straight out of the gate. Hey, I'm going to shoot your kid. Whoa, hey, whoa, there's no need for violence, guys. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Let's throw down whoa. our weapons, have a chat. But if not, I'm going to kill your son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very interesting. Like... I wonder if he just has to, I don't know. I hope that it kind of explains that. You know what I mean? Which is so surprising because Robert Rodriguez was the director of that episode. So like he was in charge yeah. of Boba already. And his personality and stuff. So we'll see. Hmm. Hopefully he, you know, I, I hope that he doesn't turn into like a butthole, but I do hope that <laughs> Finnick convinces him like, hey, you really need to step up your game. Like you're walking around saying you're Boba Fett, but you mm-hmm. got to be Boba Fett. Yeah. And be I a hope that more ruthless. Yeah. I hope he gets like a couple of aspirin and whatever that back to is needs to be upgraded because <laughs> what was up with that? That was yeah. to me, that was one of, so 
the sand monster took me out of the movie for a second because I was like, well, that doesn't feel Star Warsy. It was cool, but it didn't feel Star Warsy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, same thing with a lot of Canto Bite aliens. Like I was when that one big Canto Bite aliens just singing in the hallway. I was like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I'm watching Star Wars for this five seconds. But so that felt that way. Um, and then uh, I was confused about him needing to go to the back to pod so quickly um i don't know if he if it's because it was electricity and he's got like nerve damage from the sarlacc or what it was but in tython he was like going to work on these guys with the gaffy stick like he seemed to have yeah. all of everything was fine he didn't need icy hot afterward mm -hmm. like he seemed like he was doing his thing so i don't know i he wonder could also be having some pretty serious ptsd i mean he, yeah. he mentioned that the dreams are back you know like he could Maybe be struggling with some some heavy mental health stuff going on. Yeah, here it could be that his performance because that that day that he wakes up and he says the dreams are back makes it seem like there's been a period of time where he's gotten away from that. And maybe it's maybe it's him being back on Tatooine, being back in the palace where he's worked for so many years. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Well, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. We've been kind of wanting to do this for a while. And yeah, uh, dude. I I thought you were fantastic. So thanks for hanging out for a bit. Hey, no problem, man. I, anytime you want me back, I'll, I'll be here. I'll, I love doing this. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, hey, uh, if you guys have an Instagram, if you're a Star Wars fan, please follow my buddy. His uh, tag is at Fendor Moon. Um, if you follow the podcast, if you want to go to our list of people we're following and people that follow us, you can find him there as well. If you don't know how to spell Fendor Moon. I'll put a little, I'll do put a little plug or picture somewhere in the show so they can just see how it's spelled. Yeah. But uh, man, thank you so much again. Hey, if you like this video, uh, please spread the word, share it, uh, subscribe to the podcast, turn on notifications. So, you know, when we're putting new stuff out, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, may the force be with you. Thanks, Finn. I'll see you, buddy. No problem. See ya. Bye.